He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down. Gotta get down on Friday. You have to get down on Friday. March 31st, 2023. I hope your week has gone well, and I hope you're looking forward to a restful, enjoyable weekend. Maybe it won't even be restful, but maybe it's enjoyable. I hope enjoyable first, and if you can, get a little rest. More power to you. I'm not going to talk about it, but big news just in the time capsule of this podcast when we'll listen back on this date uh, sometime in the future. The President of the United States was just indicted last night, I guess, on 34 criminal charges. <laughs> Who would have thought? Telling you, he plays the game. He knows how to do it. I'm talking about the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. He's in the shit. Will he ever see the inside of a jail cell? Will he ever truly be accountable for his actions? I don't know. It's, it seems that for 50 years, the article I read said, he has been fucking with everyone who has come after him for money, or accountability, and he's never had to pay the price. So why now? Well, probably because he has a way of he has a way of kind of rubbing. I don't need to tell you about the work of Donald J. Trump, but he's not somebody who's out to build bridges and engender goodwill among his enemies. He wants his enemies to suffer, and he wants them to burn. And, uh, you know, he fucks people over, it seems. And you would think, you would think that would catch up with you over time. And you might have a bunch of people in positions to make his life very uncomfortable actually do that. We'll see if it happens. I don't know. I have, I have very little expectations that the powerful are ever held accountable in the United States of America, which is why cops in Los Angeles kill a guy who got a DUI. Like, go off, do something important, Okay. Anyway, I told you I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about the police. You know why? Because it's Friday. And we got to get down on Friday. My wife said, can you believe that girl is from Irvine? Yeah, I can believe that 100%. seems like she is Irvine, Rebecca Black. Anyway, hope your week has gone well. I have exciting news. We heard from 15. By the way, I'm recording this on Friday. It's coming to you a little late. I went and had lunch with an old dear friend. And guess, guess what I did at lunch? I followed his lead, and I had a glass of wine. <laughs> Just a nice little 1230 glass of white burgundy to go with my grilled swordfish. Am I out here living my best life? You're goddamn, you're goddamn right I am. That was several hours ago that I had that glass of wine, and I don't know how these rich people and euros do it because I am still a little sluggish and pushing through an afternoon espresso. That's my life. I had a piece of grilled swordfish with a spinach salad and a glass of wine. Oh, and I'm sorry, I had dessert <laughs> at lunch. I'm a fancy-ass man. Uh, so I'm recording this. That's why it's coming a little late to you. I'm recording it Friday afternoon. I will put it up just as soon as it's complete. I want to let you know, though, that we heard from 15 underscore versus underscore 15. Uh 
one of the most prolific reviewers of the podcast. And I know if you've, I know if you listen to podcasts, you've heard me mention once or twice, you can actually help this goddamn enterprise and leave a review. Don't review the podcast. That's different. Just leave a review on Apple or iTunes or whatever it is, Apple Podcasts. Right now, I have a 4.7 rating out of 5, brought down by that nitwit who gave me a 4 out of 5, and then the ultimate hater out there who left 1 out of 5. Show yourself, Mr. 20%. Anyway, you can go to Apple Podcasts, find Getting My Act Together, leave just a review. It'd take you one second to do. It wouldn't take you one second, but... Many of you I know are review adverse. You're like, you know what? We do enough for his podcast. We listen to it. That's all we have to do is we have to listen to it, maybe tell someone, maybe mention it on your social media feed. And you know what? That is all I ask of you. But if you're like 15 underscore versus underscore 15, you'll leave a review, which uh, 15 did, he did, and it says very straightforwardly, he, you know what he did? He heard the call. He knew I was wondering where he was, but I also was not going to get in his business. He says, still here is the subject of the review left two days ago. Still here, five stars. He says, Mr. Host, I am still listening and taking notes. <laughs> On what? Uh, I'm still listening and taking notes. I think we should call the new emailer Shy Town Save Me. Shy Town Save Me. I'm thinking about it, 15. I'm just it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. CT Save Me. CTSM. CDSM. CTSM. Chicago. Shy Town Save Me. And also, didn't we get the impression that the person said that they used to live in Chicago? I'd have to go find that email, which I'm not going to do on your time right now. Um, but I think that person used to live in Chicago. Is that, does that ring a bell, 15? I know this is not your podcast, but uh, anyway, thanks for getting in touch, 15. And uh, you're a valued part of the community here, and I know people wonder when we haven't heard from you for a little while. So I don't know if you, if, well, if you've been taking notes, you know that what's your problem is happening April 20, Sunday, April 23rd or April 24th. What is that Sunday in April? And our new, Sunday, April 23rd, 5 p.m. Laughing Skull Lounge. Our uh, Instagram page already has over 50 followers. So hell yes, the What's Your Problem show at the What's Your Problem show. Uh, this today will likely be the 30-minute podcast, the Friday afternoon, get you, get, the get you through, get you over, get you by until Tuesday's longer episode, 45 minutes. I want to tell you about a bit of intrigue that uh, happened yesterday. So it happened on Thursday. Uh, here's what happened. Uh, I got an email from the class mom at my daughter's <coughs> quotation mark school. That is the place where uh, it is a school. She's learned a lot, but I mean, she's four years old. So, so you also could say maybe it's a daycare. That's a kind of a different way or uh, really maybe a more accurate way to think about it. Uh, 
and here is the email that I received from the class mom. And if you're not familiar with what a class mom is, and I, I don't mean to condescend, but there might have been a time where I didn't really have the idea what a class mom was. It is, um, I'm looking through my pictures because I took a, my photos because I took a picture of the email. Oh, we have a new clip also uh, where I get I get a big laugh. Hey, look at that. Nick, a new What's Your Problem podcast. Uh, what's your, not your What's Your Problem podcast. It might be a podcast. A new What's Your Problem show clip is up, and the title of it is I Have a New Neighbor, and I Have a Nice Big Laugh in there. So thanks, Nick, for that, that favorable edit. Anyway, I found the image, and this is what the email said yesterday. The class mom, by the way, is the parent who is in charge of, uh, I guess, supplementing or complementing the the efforts of the teachers. So she coordinates like, hey, the teacher's having a birthday or the kids need new pencils and you haven't paid enough in tuition this month. Could you chip in $10 here or there? And it's um, probably a thankless role and this woman does it really well. She doesn't over-communicate. She's never hysterical. She's pretty uh, straightforward, and I enjoy that. So <clears throat> she sent a t she sent an email yesterday saying pajama day canceled tomorrow, primary six. That's my daughter's class. <laughs> pajama day canceled. So that was supposed to be today. They were going to get to dress up in their pajamas and have an Easter egg hunt, and the pajama party is canceled. And here is what the email said. Ms. Serena just told me that Pajama Day is canceled tomorrow because of the bad behavior of our primary six kids. <laughs> she said, and then she makes the eek emoji, she said that they will try to have another Pajama Day after the spring break. Okay, so I knew this was coming because my daughter, who generally speaking, flies uh, on the straight and narrow has been telling me all week that people have been acting up and Miss Serene is getting pissed. And she said earlier in the week that their Miss Serena was going to make a list <laughs> of people who couldn't participate in the pajama party today, wear pajamas all day. Well, uh, apparently Miss Serena had enough and said that the pajama day is canceled. And... Like I said, my daughter sort of portended it or uh, I don't know. I just, I just got the sense that it was predicted. My daughter knew, knew it was coming. So the woman sends this note to the whole class and all class parents who, like I've told you before, are super type A, super successful in their careers, they're managing directors of law, managing partners of law firms, they're doctors, they're, they're big swinging dicks. And then my wife and I are just in there like, I'm a stand up and consultant, you know, we're just sort of like doing our thing. Um, so the note goes out to all the parents. Miss Serena told me pajama day is canceled. Immediately, how many minutes after? Um, uh, Oh, something strange here. Anyway, immediately there's a response that said, did she give any context as to what the, quote, bad behavior is? And then another parent says, uh, that would be great to know. And then 
And the first woman said again, also, can folks please respond with your kid's name and confirm one that you've seen this and two that you plan to comply? Meaning you don't send your kid to school in pajamas. She goes on to say, it's really important that we are supporting our teachers, but also that the punishment is across the board. Okay, lady, I get it. But like, what are you just fucking explaining the email to me? You're, you know what? You're, it's not woman splaining, you're parent splaining to me. And she doesn't know that she's writing to an audience of men or there's a man in the audience. I don't know. But uh, I've told you before, if you're the dad, people don't think you can do anything, which, again, is fucking great. There's no the bar is low once again for male performance, which enables me to just do uh, somersaults over essentially a worm's back. Remember, boys, how do you put yourself in the 85th percentile of being a male when it comes to women, particularly women that you're squiring do two things show up and don't make her cry it seems very simple and it doesn't seem like much and you know what both of those things are true but if you do those two things you'll be ahead of most knucklehead men out there but this woman like a lot of a lot of moms kind of parents play it's really important that we are supporting our teachers but also that the punishment is across the board it would really suck if anyone's kid goes in their PJs because it's going to look like they're special and their behavior was okay and all of the rest of the kids was bad. Kids' behavior, she means. I speak for myself here, but I've not discussed with partner. And then she states her daughter's name and says, yes, I plan to comply so long as everyone else responds yes. Well, you better hope that you're Kid is on the good list then, lady. Uh, and then there is a lot of like, oh, no, that's a bummer. She's so, my kid was so excited about it. Um, and then this other woman says, uh, same, my daughter will miss pajama day. Do let us know what the kids did. We were just telling our daughter last night how naughty and chatty she has become. <laughs> since she moved up. All right. Well, is that written by a woman or a man? That is written by a, I don't know. And it's a name that L-U-B-N-A is her first name. I don't know what kind of name that is. And I said I will never Google anything while I'm on the phone with you or while uh, we're on the conversation here. Um, but I'm looking up what, it's an Arabic name. Lubna, and is it male or female? What does Lubna mean? It means a woman having milky white color. All right. <laughs> I don't know if this woman has that, but she wrote in saying, do let us know what the kids did. We were just telling our daughter last night how naughty and chatty she has become since she moved up. She's probably just speaking in shorthand, and I'm not telling her how to parent. Lord knows. I'm not going to parents playing to her. But I, I, I want a chatty daughter. <laughs> you know, I want, a, I want a girl who runs her mouth. I want, and anyway, uh, and I don't know, you tell her she, how naughty she's been, whatever. That's, what, that's how they do it in their home. Uh, 
so apparently my daughter is in the class of Hellions, and this person moved up into the class, and now this girl, what if my daughter's the ringleader? I'm like, she's a leader though, bro, a gang leader, but she's a leader nonetheless. Um, and when you get into her class, you're going to be naughty and chatty. Uh, then there's like, so-and-so will not be there and not be in pajamas. Um, someone else says, I have seen this. Now everyone's just like proof of life that this woman made us all do. My wife did it on behalf. I did not, nor would I have. Um, then it says, has it been clarified that they will still do the Easter egg hunt in regular clothes? Uh, now, here is where it takes an interesting turn. I talked to the headmaster, the whatever, the admin, and said, and the person said, this is, a, this is Lubna again. Easter egg is still on. I asked what happened in my daughter's class for pajama day to be canceled. And the woman shared that the new management of the school is visiting tomorrow and pajama day didn't seem like a good idea for the day. Looks like our kids weren't the only reason for the calculation. Did Miss Serena plant a false flag? Is, <laughs> is that what it is? Has there actually been no, is it just a false flag to look good for the new management? My daughter's school, by the way, was purchased, which is just wild to think about that you could just go buy her school. It was purchased by a company that is uh, that does that and is funded like everything else or owned like everything else by private equity. And they're focused on not the education, the profits. <laughs> so uh, there's new management in town. Uh, we only have a few more months left in this school before she moves up to junior kindergarten or pre-K or whatever it is. Anyway, her school's taken over by private equity. So heads are going to roll. Belts are going to be tightened. Education will most certainly decline, but profits will rise. The U.S. capital system will once again have done its magic. I had the thought. I'm going to come back to this, I think. Or that's it. That's all I have to say about it. So it's a false flag. Oh, I know. There was one more piece. One more piece from the actual Ms. Serena herself that she sent in the application where we get information from uh, the school and the classroom. I saw someone had a tweet once that said, I'm quitting my full-time job or quitting my job so I can focus full-time on responding to notes from my kid's school. They do mean well, and my God, do they flood your inbox with stuff about your kid. Not about your kid, just about the school. Like, and we're staying in touch. So in the app, here's what Ms. Serena says. Good afternoon, parents. I understand that there are some concerns in reference to the pajama day for class. Please know that the children were aware of the conditions and consequences ahead of time. <laughs> we discussed it as a class and everyone agreed. All right, so they she laid out expectations and they were not met. Well, we discussed it as a class and everyone agreed. Unfortunately, they did not live up to their part of the agreement, so we decided to postpone it until after the spring break. I hope that everyone has a wonderful and safe spring break. Uh, the sign, it's signed from the team, the P6 team. So, Miss Serena is like, <laughs> I want to be very clear. I am squashing your goddamn exciting pajama day. Toddlers in their pajamas, pretty cute, pretty fun for them. 
Remember the novelty the first time anyone let you have breakfast for dinner? Like that kind of thing, or wear your pajamas to school. Whoa, it's crazy. Take yourself back into that non-embittered place and think about how exciting that was. And Miss Serena's like, hey, I don't care if KKR or some other private equity firm is coming to town, Tomo Bravo. We are going to not do pajama day. Not because of that. Not because we're worried about being evaluated. Because these kids fucked up. And they're learning a lesson in that. They're learning a lesson. There were expectations. They were not met. And now there are consequences. <laughs> Truth and consequences, Mexico. New Mexico. So who knows where the, where the actual fire might be or the, the, the signal and the noise if, if the school really was just trying. I, I bet Miss Serena, she takes, as they say, she takes no mess. Um, my daughter's teachers are... They, they're about it. And that's good to learn, you know. It's good to learn the rules, and then you can learn how to how to break them later on, I suppose. But anyway, I thought it was interesting that the parents were... Actually, you're like, none of this was interesting, listener. <laughs> Listener's like, none of this was interesting, dude. You didn't need to tell... Well, anyway, pajama day is canceled. Who knows the real reason why? And the parents are... Let's all make sure none of us slip up and wear pajamas. Well, lady, they didn't send like a list of these were the kids who fucked it up for everybody else. And as a matter of fact, I know it wasn't Lubna, but it was one of the other parents on the email thread who I think does has no idea that her kid might have been one of the uh, catalysts behind the day being canceled, but was. <laughs> How do I have that inside information? I don't know. Maybe my wife got a text from somebody. Here's what I wanted to say a second ago, and I didn't take you on the wild divergence. Yeah, those are my dogs barking. Hold on one second. I'm going to make sure Jason Voorhees is not at the front door. It was not Jason Voorhees in a hockey mask holding a machete, but someone from AT&T. I mentioned that we had a down like power line hanging. I thought it was a power line. It turned out to be a DSL cable. And shows you how much <laughs> I know about the utilities outside my house. Anyway, so I called AT&T. They just sent someone out to fix it, cut it, raise it back up, whatever. And then the technician said, I know it was just an external repair, but I still have to come inside and make sure that your cable is working and take a picture of it so I can close out the job. And I was like, well, good thing that I was here because if not, then what would have you done? She would have done exactly nothing and no one's life would have been any different, including hers, because she would have said I couldn't get in. There was no one there. Anyway, I'm back. The dogs were freaking out with some justification. I want you to have a great weekend, and I want you to think about this. You know that adage, life's not fair? Like, people go, it's not fair this or that, or like, life's not fair. <clears throat> and particularly people of my generation, and maybe generations before, but, uh, you know, heard a lot of that, life's not fair. It was just meaning just fucking buck up and deal with it. Uh, yeah, except it kind of uh, assumes, the statement kind of assumes that it's equally not fair for everyone. And that's just not the case. The other thing, when you tell someone, yeah, whatever, life's not fair, you invalidate their experience of fairness. 
And the reason I bring it up is I was when I picked my daughter up from school yesterday, I was asking her, like, you know what I, what I mean when I say fair? Like, is it, you know, is there justice? I think learning about fairness not and not just having it reduced to life's not fair gives you a better appreciation for justice and, and something called equity, right? Do you get out of out of this thing the same amount that you put into it? Do some people get more out of the system for putting in the same amount as you do? And if so, that is inequitable, right? There, and you always want to have equity, say, in a relationship. If one person is getting more out of it than the other, you're not going to last forever because sooner or later you're going to feel one of you. And even the people who are getting over are going to not be happy being in an inequitable relationship. I don't like that life's not fair. Well, I know, but to say that does two things. It invalidates someone experience, someone's experience. Like, hey, I got fucked over there. Yeah, well, life's not fair. Okay, but let me process. Let me go through the emotion and don't, by the way, don't, especially men, don't just solve the goddamn problem with a dumb statement like that, like life's not fair. It also, though, like I said, I think it presumes that it, it makes everyone's lack or experience of lack of fairness, life not being fair, the same. And life is differentially unfair. And I think that statement just needs a little, well, maybe you should write a fucking couple of jokes <laughs> to, to go with it. Because I said to my daughter yesterday, you know what I, what I mean when I say fair? Like, if I say you kick me in the head and now I'm not going to buy you some ice cream, did you, did you see that's kind of fair, right? But if you were just to say uh, the color, say some silly color name, and I'm like, well, you said a color or you didn't say please, or so now we're not going to get ice cream, like a little more harsh trying to explain to her. I'm not exactly sure she got it, but like the concept of fairness. Um, I think we want kids to say that's not fair. I think it's a good way to think about the world. Not, but what, but what we don't want kids to do is to, to, to mean, to not mean the correct thing. So to say it's not fair as long as you're talking about fairness and justice, I think is okay. And I, what I'm doing is walking myself through uh, this mentality of anytime you say it's not fair, you sound like a baby whining about inequity. But no, that's the first step to sort of addressing the inequity is to state it and to acknowledge it. We don't want it's not fair to be a proxy for I'm unhappy and wanted that. I didn't, I'm unhappy and didn't get what I wanted. That's not necessarily fairness. So, am I making any sense here? Because then I asked my daughter, I was like, so do you think it was fair that Serena canceled the pajama party? Meaning, were the kids acting out quite a bit? And she said, yes. She said, yes, I think it's fair. And I said, so were the boys, and there were boys, only three boys. Were the boys acting out a lot? And she said, yeah, they wouldn't listen or they were whatever. They were not, they were, they were playing grab ass as my football coach used to call it. Would you quit playing grab ass over there? <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. Does it make sense what I'm, what I'm saying to you? 
to say something, life's not fair, is dismissive. And if you say it to someone, it, it signals that you're, you're not exactly empathizing with them. Well, of course you're not empathizing with them. But it, it assumes like unfairness is equal. And why not, let's just... You know what else, now that I think about it? If you're in the power structure and you just tell someone, hey, life's not fair, deal with it. Then you remove yourself from having to dig into the mechanisms that perpetuate uh, lack of justice and unfairness. I think I'm on to something here. I would like you to think about that as I leave you at the roughly 30-minute mark of this podcast. If someone says to you, well, life's not fair, what they're doing is they're being dismissive of your experience and emotion. They are uh, stating in a way that they believe every uh, unfairness is equal so buck up and deal with it. And then finally, they're abdicating <laughs> like a monarch. They're abdicating any responsibility for digging in and perhaps affecting change that would reduce unfairness and lack of justice in the world. Now, that's what you call a premise. <laughs> if I had some jokes to go with it, uh, yeah, I, it would be it would be funnier, definitely be fun. It would be funnier, but but this, this is not always a, a jokey podcast, as you know. <laughs> it's not always a self help military history American hypocrisy comedy podcast. Think about that. Is it you know? Because I, I imagine many listeners of this podcast also like you hear yourself saying it out loud. It's not fair. You to yourself probably sound like I do to myself a whiny baby who didn't get his way. But that's not always what it's not fair means. It means this is an inequitable setup that is bullshit and human beings are hardwired literally in our DNA to be able to suss equity, to suss justice. You know what? I remember reading that dogs can suss justice. My dog can tell if I give him one bone and I give the other dog two bones, he can say, that's bullshit. Why did he get two? And I don't say to him, that's not, I said, that's life, dude. That's not fair. What is that teaching? People are assholes, I guess. Which, <laughs> anyway, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. I hope you, uh, I hope you leave a review of the podcast. If you have anything you want to say, get off your chest, email yesjoesmith at gmail.com uh, and go follow the What's Your Problem show on Instagram. Thanks. Have a great weekend.